Well, welcome this morning as we continue our conversations. Um, last week we conversed a little bit. Kathy Fowler shared um, part of her testimony and story and what the Lord had put on her heart. And um, we shared a little bit about building family. And you know, we trust that you know you're conversing about that, you're pondering about that, you're praying about that. And we want to continue our, our conversational pieces over the next two or three weeks before we head back to the hall together very shortly. And so today we want to talk about um, making disciples. I've got Nick here with me today. You know, because um, making disciples is um, is what Jesus told us to do. You know, uh, Jesus uh, called uh, 12 people to himself and he said, simply said, come, follow me. And they were his disciples. He speaks to us in Matthew 28, which, you know, most, if not everyone knows that verse, you know, to go and make disciples of nations. And you know, that's not a narrow view. That is a big picture thing, to make disciples of nations. He's, he's not just talking about individuals, but he's talking about families and groups and communities and, you know, large groups of people make disciples of um, nations. And then in Acts chapter 11, verse 26, we read that the disciples were first called Christians at uh, Antioch. Now, I just want to just take a moment as we set the scene to read that verse to you today. Because there's a real principle in here, I believe, that you know, God is speaking about. So we're reading uh, Acts 11, verse 25. Then he, so that's Barnabas, talking about Barnabas, went to Tarsus to search for Saul, who became Paul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year, they met with the church and taught large crowds, so large numbers of people for a whole year. Just kept teaching and teaching and teaching. The disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. So here were people that had given their life, you know, that had said, yeah, I'm going to follow Jesus. And there was an intentional and intense, it wasn't just intentional, but it was there was an intense foundational period in their walk where they were just invested in, invested in, invested in, taught, 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 taught. And they were first called Christians, which, you know, a Christian is not just a follower of Christ. The meaning of Christian can be translated like Christ. So there was something that happened in that 12-month period where they're just being invested in, invested in. Something was happening. There was transformation. I believe transformation was happening in their lives. You know? And so they became like Christ. They weren't just disciples, but now they were like Christ. And so they were called Christians. And you know, we see this in, in the church in Antioch. You know, it's such a great church to actually um, have a look at. Because here's a group of people, not just an individual or two, but a group of people that lived for Jesus. You know, they were set apart for Jesus. And in Acts 13, we read when they were fasting and praying. How many church communities do that nowadays? You know, fasting and praying together. The Lord said, set set apart for me Saul and Barnabas for the work that I've uh, called for them. And so they prayed and fasted and worshipped and they sent them off. You know, they, they, they were just sold out for Jesus. And... You know, we really believe that God is speaking to the church today because the church by and large has lost that. You know, we've lost that. And, um, you know, it's time to reclaim that. We talk about, you know, our name Restoration Centre. It's time to see a true restoration of um, discipleship um, and um, disciple making. Not just consumers that come and attend a church and then leave, but people who, who are following Jesus together because it's never about just an individual. It's always about a collective a group of people, because we are the body of Christ together. Amen? 
So we're convinced to set the scene today. We're convinced at Restoration Centre, this is part of the discussion, that going forward we have to be intentional and intense about making disciples, being more intentional about that and seeing each person raised up to minister according to the grace of God upon their life. We've spoken about it, we've touched on little bits, but it's time to fully immerse ourselves in the more that God has for each and every one of us and we all have a part to play in that. Probably the last thing I want to say before I hand over to Nick as we set the, the scene today is that I remember talking to someone who was actually you know, a principal of a Bible college and he was bold enough to say that um, he believed that Bible colleges largely, not, not completely, but largely only exist because the, the, the church has um, not made disciples. So the local church has not known what to do with about equipping and discipling people, so they send them off to Bible college. You know, we have some gifted people, not just in Restoration Centre, but in the church in Bundaberg. You know, how collectively could we work together to do something locally here that could see disciples raised up, transformed people that would see transformation come in our community? And I reckon there's a lot of people saying amen to that. So we want to discuss that. And so I have Nick here with me today. you know, there's so many people in Restoration Centre, we could have a whole group of people sitting around discussing, and we hope in your home groups and in your homes that you are going to be discussing this um, after today. But, you know, part of discipleship is, um, is intergenerational. You know, one generation passing on to another, or, you know, well, certainly one person passing on to another. You know, Paul speaks about spiritual fathering and all that kind of stuff, and it's... it's every, Every one of us has got something that we can pass on to someone else, and that's part of discipleship. So, you know, um, yeah, I'm just going to hand over to Nick and let him share a bit, and we'll converse a bit from there. Awesome. Well, good morning. Um, Thank you for the opportunity to come and just share a little bit on this, because I think it's really exciting. Um, While in these times may seem trying and fearful, um, we know that God always makes all things work together for his good and for the, the good of those who love him. Um, so I think personally I've been really excited lately um, just to see the start of what is truly biblically making disciples um, and it's I think it's made a lot of us really reevaluate our walk with the Lord um, and spending time and sharing time with, with you know, smaller groups of people and sharing our hearts and um, like 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 the first church, you know, just just really going after this thing and um, yeah, really following Jesus and listening to Him. Mm. I think that's part of it, isn't it? You know that um, you know there's so many ways that we can meet. Um, you know, obviously Paul taught large crowds of people. Um, he um, also taught from house to house. But you know, Jesus would have lunch or he'd have a meal, and they would talk about. The kingdom of God. Yeah. You know, we so seem to be accustomed to just doing life and adding Jesus into it somewhere rather than Jesus in the midst of that. Yeah. When I have a meal, we can talk about Christ. We can talk about the kingdom. We can we can talk about stuff. If I've got a lunch break and I've got a friend, I can ring up and say, hey, do you want to have lunch together? You know, these kind of discussions and discipleship can take place in mm. a lot of contexts, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um the initial part of making disciples is to be a disciple yourself first. Um, when Jesus said, come follow me, um, to all of these men who were living sinful lives and, and not living for the Lord, 
they left everything and forsook, you know, all that they were in order to follow him. Um, Saul, um, when when he was called by the Lord, completely changed who he was, and um, you know, the old the old flesh was done away with, and he was new and he was born again, and therefore he was a disciple and a follower of Christ, mm. and. Um, and it's always good to ask yourself the question, am I, am I really a disciple of Christ or am I just a Sunday or a, or event Christian who just wants a little bit of Jesus, the good stuff, rather than actually giving him my life? Mm. I think something we miss that, because um, there's a pattern, um, not just that we just read in Acts 11, mm. but with Saul, we don't realise that, that, that history uh, shows that Saul actually spent time out in the wilderness after that encounter. So before he entered into ministry, he actually spent time out in the wilderness. And, and we see that pattern so often in Scripture that, you know, um, um, they encountered Jesus and there was that, that um, yeah, that moment in time. But then they went, you know what? I need, to, I need my mind renewing. I need the Word of God. I need to um, receive everything that God has got for me. And I think maybe we miss, do you think we miss some of that foundationally today in churches sometimes? Yeah, I think we definitely do. And um I think also with Saul, as as you mentioned um, earlier on, when Barnabas came and grabbed him, and after that we often see Barnabas and Saul um, together in Scripture. Um, and so from early on in um, in his walk, um, Saul had that that man, that mentor with him. Um, to teach him and show him the things because obviously he was in the complete other direction killing Christians mm. um, yeah so point. yeah I think it, it'd be it'd be nice to have had more of a dialogue between Barnabas and Saul to yeah to yeah. see where we went on there yeah um, I think that's right I think we missed that because I mean Jesus sent the, the disciples out two by two yeah I think that's needed and, and you're right you know and that's the thing about uh, making disciples is Someone um, um, may be gifted in a greater way um, than mm-hmm. what you are. He, you know, God's call and purpose for them may be far beyond you. Um, you know, but if we're secure in that, then we can go, you know, what, like Barnabas did his bit of Barnabas had a ministry in his own right. But, you know, Paul, you know, writing, you know, so much of uh, the New Testament and, and, and you know, it's um, that relationship would have absolutely been really, really special. And, mm-hmm. And I think we all need that. We all need someone in our life that goes, you know what? I just want to walk with this person, um, not exclusively. It doesn't mean you can't you can't uh, walk with other people. But you know, someone that we can say, you know what? There's something in your life that I need in my life, and I just want you to, you know, just invest in me. And mm. um, again, it doesn't have to be um, hard to make it happen. It can be yeah. coffee once a week, or coffee once a fortnight, or yeah. whatever it looks like for you. Just but you know, to be intentional about that time. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you, you mentioned it not being exclusively to one person because um, after Barnabas and then Paul um, had spent quite a bit of time together, they ended up separating um, over a bit of a dispute and Barnabas went with Mark and Saul then had people like Silas or, or Timothy. Um, so it was, you know, these guys had spent this time together and learning off each other. And then sharing more, and well, no, Mark wrote mm. gospel as well. So, yeah, not not limiting it to just being comfortable with with one or two people, but continuing to to grow and yeah. make more disciples yeah. rather than just. 
I always believe that we actually need people in our life intentionally that are different to us mm. because they challenge our perception of something. If, yeah. if we only get like-minded people around, so if we get prophetic people around prophetic people or evangelists around evangelists or pastors around pastors, it can become just a yes thing, you know. But to have different people, yeah. um, even within the giftings and stuff, to have different people with different perspectives that gives the, the holistic picture, and that's part of it. I mean, we have the four Gospels, yeah. you know, um, looking at different aspects of um, Jesus' life and ministry. And so I think we need that. I think we need those other people that are going to challenge us a little bit, yeah. you know, poke us a little bit. But it gets us thinking. If it pushes us into the Word yeah. of God and it pushes us into Jesus, then it's not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, we need that. We all need that. You know, it uh, helps us grow up in maturity. Mm. Absolutely. And I think if you, when you're around people and you get to know them and you know that they have a heart for God and they have a heart for you and they love you, you know when they challenge you or question something you've been doing that it's from the right place and then you can trust that. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes when you are not necessarily going off track but just a little bit sidetracked or focused elsewhere, you can miss that whereas someone else can help bring you back into line. Yeah. Which is a big part of why we need each other. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I think the other aspect that we have to, you know, ponder and look at is that there needs to be um, some some sort of walking out. Mm. You know, when I'm sure when Paul and uh, Barnabas taught taught for a year, they didn't just fully sit around in a circle for the whole time and or, or in large crowds and teach, teach, teach. Absolutely, there would have been foundational teaching. Mm. Absolutely. Um, but you know, as Jesus did with his disciples, there was actually come on, let's go and do some stuff. And, you know, um, so whether that's, you know, for me, maybe with prophetic, come on, let's go and do some stuff, or other people with different gifts and, and um, you know, uh, callings and purposes and stuff, there has to be that, that action, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. As, like, as we see with, with the, the 12 disciples when they're following Jesus, um, a lot of the time they were, they were sitting and watching to start with. Um, so a lot of that that action was, you know, you know seeing how Jesus lived um, and he was never afraid to to speak exactly what the Father was telling him. Um, so after these, these men had spent this time watching him, he sent them out. Um, so therefore they, they were imitating and doing exactly as he did. Yeah. Um, and Paul also said, I can't remember exactly which book it is, but um, he was sending a church, Timothy, yeah. um, so that they could learn his ways. Um, and I think it's all, all, often a scary aspect when we start talking about following a person, um, because if that person's not walking with the Lord, it can be dangerous. Mm. But um, that's why we, we truly need, in every aspect of our lives, to be walking in, in righteousness and being blameless and and so that the, the people that are watching um, really see us walking out Jesus. Mm. I think the thing is, isn't it? Like Paul said, um, follow me as mm. I follow Christ. Yeah. So if that's Christ and Paul's following him and is the reflection or a mirror yeah. thing of that, um, you know, follow me as I follow Christ, then if he steps out of alignment mm. in terms of the ways of Christ, then it's yeah. like, whoa. But, you know, Paul was like, I want to follow Christ, mm. you know, and, and uh, I think that's the, that's the thing. If Jesus is still in the frame or in the center of the frame, mm. then we can see, well, hang on a minute, that's not in alignment. That's actually not the word of God. That's actually, you know, not the ways of God. That's not, you know, the right way to, you know, um, absolutely. You know, so, um, 
yeah, it's all about Jesus, and, and, and you know we you know we want to see people build up in Christ um, to know Him and to know who they are. Um, and you know, one of the verses you know I think about as I was pondering today was is Proverbs twenty two six. You know, um, which says, oh, I could quote it, but let me get it straight out of scripture. Um, Start a child or train a child um, in the way uh, they should go. And even when they grow old, they will not depart from it. Mm. You know, that's uh, putting the foundations of of Christ and what Christ has done for them in their life. But I've realized as a father in the the natural and spiritual, but um, that each one of your children is different. You can't, you can't. Uh, you know, help one grow like the other one grows because they've got different. I mean, you're different from Josh, and yeah. Rose is very different again, and little Malachi is probably going to be different again. And you can't make one like the other. So I, I believe that the principle of Proverbs twenty two six is not just um, in Christ, but in the way they should go. So, what is your gifting? What is the calling of God? What is the purpose of God? You know, is it to be creative? Is it to be a pastor? Is it to be evangelist? Is it to be this and actually train them in the way they should go? Because I don't know about you, but when you find your purpose in God, you don't want to do anything else. And I think that's why it says you will not depart from it. Because if you are moving and flowing in what you know God wants you to do, you don't want anything else. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a principle in that, that we have to see each person differently. We have to see them through the lens of God and say, God, what is your heart for this person? Mm. And we need to help that person into that mm. and they will not depart from it. It's yeah. mm. good. So that was one of those, um, Nick being the oldest was one of those parenting 101 things. He was the one we made the most mistakes yeah. on, I think. <laughs> Good excuse. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, is there anything else you want to say before we... Um, uh, yeah, I was just pondering then. Um, I think often it's very easy to give others advice in discipling and um, seeing where others could go, um, but but to really humble ourselves um, and and to know that, you know, um, others have a, have a lot to, to impart in our lives and... Um, to let scripture speak to us, um, to not be prideful and think that that we've got it all sorted and that we're perfect and that we we know everything. Um, yeah, just to have a humble heart. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I, I believe that's one of the things God's been doing is, you know, um, taking us deeper that we would, you know, truly love and serve others the way that Christ mm. did. And, um, you know, that's what we... That's part of the reason we gather, isn't it? You know, to encourage one another, and you know, we we just we can all take a minute to go and encourage someone, pray for someone, give a word to someone, give a scripture to someone. We're, whatever context we're gathering in, you know, that's the heart of God that we would come to give and bless and build up the body of Christ together. Yeah. Cool. Well, I hope that's given you some food for thought, and you discuss it in your groups, um, or you discuss in your homes, or ring up a friend. You know, whatever it looks like for you, I pray that, you know, you would talk about, you know, this um, making of disciples, you know, because that's our heart. Um, We believe that's what God's calling us to do more and more of um, and what that looks like. um, You know, we're really excited by that. And um, there's, you know, there's going to cause some changes, but, you know, um, know, the version of insanity is if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. So um, some things need to change. So, um, yeah, how about we pray and then we'll, um, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Do you want to pray? Yeah. Um, dear Lord Jesus, we just thank you for 
everything you're doing through us in these times, Lord. Mm. Um, though, though there seems to be chaos all around, that, that you're our rock. And we stand firm on you, Jesus. Um, we just ask that you would speak to us more and more mm. into um, how we can build each other up, Lord Jesus, and make more disciples, Lord, that we wouldn't just help people to say a prayer, Lord, but, but to truly follow you. Um, so that they can go and make more disciples, Lord. Give us boldness and courage um, just to speak your truth and, and live out your word without fault. Um, yeah, so I just pray that you bless everyone who's watching us at home and fill them with courage. Um, that they would they'd be able to walk out your gospel this week. Mm. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for watching in today and um, yeah, the restrictions are lifting so who knows, a couple of weeks time you might be able to get back together for a testimony Sunday, that'll be awesome. Um, lift the roof off with uh, worship. We'll keep in touch about all that but thanks for watching, we'll catch you next time.